Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the fuckery. I'm Addie. I'm Alex. And we're your disappointed but not surprised co-host. So today is the first day ever that Alex and I are not recording together. It is about a foot and a half of snow outside. We're in Long Island, New York, and we could not get together for this. I can't even get my fucking car unplowed from the parking lot um, that I'm in, but whatever. Alex, you definitely can't get your car out because I know you didn't even go outside and dust that shit off. Wait, you're going to be so proud of me. What? I actually shoveled. Shut the fuck up. I don't even I believe swear her. To God. So like no. last year I went over there <laughs> and I fucking like <laughs> her boyfriend that I am, <laughs> I defrosted her car. She's sitting on the couch. She didn't even know I did it. I like took it. I cleaned it all off. I like shoveled out her fucking tires because Alex doesn't do shit. I know I never do I'm so lazy but I was so bored today I was like whatever and it was so much I was like if I don't do this now tomorrow it's gonna be frozen and heavy yeah so let me just fucking do it so I tried to like but I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee so I tried to just wheel my ass out of like my driveway and it just didn't work so whatever I'm gonna have my boyfriend dig it out tomorrow he can do something yeah it's way too fucking deep but the plow guy came down the block and he really helped me. He like drove on my grass and then like, uh, yeah. And then like did the driveway and like put it all into the road. Oh so he God. did like half my driveway and I did the other half. That is and my step. Did you flash him? Of course. <laughs> so tomorrow I'll be in a fucking body cast, but whatever. <laughs> That's your workout of the month. But yo, yeah, seriously. seriously, it's like so much snow outside right now. We got hit with a major, it was a nor'easter, right? Bomb cyclone or something? Something like that. So yeah, so this is the But first it's time. so funny because like all my coworkers live upstate in like Syracuse and Buffalo and stuff. And they like get two feet on the reg. Oh, so this and is- And like down crazy. here, everyone's panicking. Like the, the grocery store. Yeah. Like chill the fuck out. The gas station yesterday. I went to go get gas because I literally <laughs> needed gas to go pick up the equipment from your place. And like the gas stations were out of control. Like, dude, it's not going to be Hurricane but Sandy again. When have we ever experienced a snowstorm here where you haven't been able to get where you needed to go the next day? Never. Never in my entire 36 years of living have I ever experienced a bad snowstorm. Hurricane Sandy was one thing because everything was flooded and like, you know, that was the gas shortage and I don't even know why the fuck it was. But like, uh, that's been the only thing. But the food, there was no food on the shelves at the grocery store. It was like max capacity when I went and I literally just needed like almond milk. But how much are these people eating during a, a snowstorm? <laughs> like, I just had my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, my normal food. Like, do you have to eat more or something? I don't get it. Maybe they get hungry from shoveling. Don't judge. <laughs> well, I was starving when I came in. I made dinner immediately. I haven't even gotten out of bed. I got out of bed to shower and like I'm back in bed recording right now because my boyfriend kicked me out of the main room. He's cooking us dinner and he's like, yeah, you go. I'm like, okay. He doesn't want to listen to our bullshit. He doesn't. I, I offered to let him listen. He's like, no, I'll cook dinner. You stay in there. 
there and he kicked me out of he kicked me out of the recording room. Well, okay. Listen, I'm getting shrimp tacos. I'm getting stir fry. I'm getting a bunch of shit right now, and he's cooking it while we're recording. So I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, totally worth it. So if the audio sounds a little bit off, that's why, because we're going to do a three-way phone call with, we have a guest tonight. Alex, introduce our guest tonight. Okay, our guest is Lee. He was our combo practitioner. We talked about our combo experiences a couple of times on this podcast. We've done it twice. Uh, One time we did it together, another time we did it separately, but a day apart or a couple of days apart. That was like one or two days apart, if that. So just for anybody who doesn't know, basically what you do is you get little holes burnt into your arm and then they put frog, like the secretion from a frog from the Amazon onto the holes and you're basically poisoning yourself. All of a sudden you start feeling really hot and then you start puking your brains out or not because Addie, we didn't that time we did it together. You were like puking everywhere yo and then alex wiped it on the lady's blanket oh no you drooled on the lady's blanket (laughs) well you know what i was dying no and so what it is basically is like um like like an entire like system detox um it's good for like mental clarity you get energy um you just feel better all around like you're just dumping out all that shit that's in your body yeah, um, the last we're, time, we were really clear the last time we did it. I wasn't so clear the first time I did it. You felt great. Your cousin didn't feel that great. Your ex-fiance at the time, he felt fucking amazing afterwards. You guys were on yeah. a high. The second time we did it, we were like, we're going to go vegan. We're going to, you know, exercise more. We're going to stop vaping. We're like, we're going to, like, we had like this whole epiphany of like a life change that lasted for like a month. Yeah. And then we went back to our same old bullshit. (laughs) Of course. So he is going to call in. We're going to three-way call him right now. Again, if it is a little shoddy, we're sorry, guys. We're doing the best we can with with the audio. um, Because there is like a fucking two feet of snow outside and I can't even get out of my apartment. All right. So I'm going to buzz him in right now. Okay, guys. Here is Lee. We merged the phone calls. Um, Lee, say hi to our guests. Hello, everyone. Nice or to our be here. listeners, not our guests. Sorry, you're our guest. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet everyone. How's it going? Good. Lee, we are so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for calling in. We really, really, really appreciate it. We, um, we, Alex and I, we kind of gave a brief synopsis before we called you, how we both have worked with you in the past for Combo, um, but we're going to let you take it off. We are interested in hearing all about the Combo process, what you are, you know, basically what what drove you to it how you became a shaman with everything um so yeah i would love for you to just kind of take it away yeah well thanks again for having me and thanks again for reaching out it was a pleasure working with both of you in the past and uh i'm glad the experience was uh profound enough for you to want to uh talk about it uh on, on your podcast so um yes yeah, so a little bit about my history um so i've been practicing um holistic medicine for about 20 years an acupuncturist and herbalist, and um, about seven years, six seven years ago, I, I decided I wanted to explore um, plant medicine healing, and, and I went to um, South America. I went to Peru uh, to uh, drink ayahuasca uh, with the Shipibo tribe in the Amazon, 
And um, it was an amazing experience. I went alone. I didn't know anybody. I went to this Temple of the Wave Light, this beautiful um, space. It was recommended by a few people. And I drank ayahuasca, and I had a, a life-changing experience and, and was just really blown away by the whole process. And while I was there, I met a couple, um, a husband and wife, who were um, um, visiting as well from Europe. And as we started to get to know each other, I, I noticed that they each of them had these really interesting, like, scars on the, on the inside of their leg. And it was like these several dots like going in, in a perpendicular fashion. And so I asked one, I was like, the guy's name was Ed. I was like, Ed, I was like what, what's going on with these scars on your legs? And he goes, oh, um, my partner and I did uh, combo uh, a few months ago. And I'm like, what? what's combo? And he goes, oh, it's, it's a frog medicine from, from the Amazon. He goes, yeah, he goes, basically goes, they, they burn you, they put frog poison in you and you throw up for a half hour. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounds awful. And I was like, what? Why, Why would, would anybody do? do that? Why would anybody in their right mind? I mean, this guy was uh, a, a business professional. She was like a, a model. I mean, like, I was just like, what would possess each of you to do that? And and they're like, well, you know, you should look into it. It, 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 it was life-changing. So that, that stuck in my mind. When I got back to the States, um, a few months later, I was invited to attend a ayahuasca um, peyote ceremony in, in Brooklyn. Um there was a, a group that was rented out a, uh, a yoga studio in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And uh, I was, I knew someone who knew someone. So I was invited into the group and um, I ended up having a really difficult time with this ceremony. Um, I didn't really connect much with the group, the facilitator, just energetically, something felt off and the, ho the whole night was really, really difficult. And in the morning, um, you know, after the ceremony was over, I was planning on um, going home and there was another, um, shaman there who I did connect with. And he said, um, I saw you had a really hard time with the medicine last night. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I think I'm going home. He goes, no, he goes, why don't you stick around? He goes, we're offering, um, combo. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, okay. And I remember right away, I remembered exactly what that was about. And I was like, okay. I was like, why do you think I should take it? He goes, it would help to clear out, um, some of the stuck energy that you felt from last night. And I think it would be good for you. So I stuck around for the combo experience. And what was interesting is that there was about 10 participants from the ayahuasca ceremony the night before. But as I looked outside, there was about 20 people lined up just to come for combo. And I was like, this is interesting. And, and so we all um, got together and, and came in this uh, group and then they administered uh, the combo uh, treatment. Now, let me backtrack a little bit and tell you what combo is exactly. So combo is um, a medicine that's been used um, for many, many years uh, by tribes in South America, mainly in Brazil and Colombia. Um, and they call it the, the, the vaccine of the forest. It's a, a, a secretion that is um, secreted by this giant monkey tree frog um, that grows only in the, uh, that's raised only in the Amazon. And they administer um, this secretion from this frog uh, by placing burns on certain parts of the body. And then they apply this uh, secretion on those burns. And what happens is shortly after that, um, within a few minutes, you're purging, you're, you're vomiting. And some, in some cases you're vomiting and, and defecating. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank, I, neither of you defecated. So no. you guys did pretty good. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the, the background of this medicine uh, is interesting. Um, the combo is named after a, sh a shaman um, in Brazil. 
And what happened is this um, shaman, this medicine man, uh, people in his village were um, becoming violently ill and started dying. And every medicine that he was trained uh, to use um, by, by you know, the people who taught him how to work with medicine, nothing was working and um, he, he didn't know how to heal his people. And so what he decided to do, he decided to drink ayahuasca and ask for um, uh, a vision uh, for help from the spirit of, of the plant. And this is what the shamans typically would do in South America. There's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of plants in the Amazon. And the way in which they know which particular plant might be good for um, hypertension, high blood pressure, headaches, whatever, they would actually consult um, the wisdom of the plants. And in this case, this, this particular shaman drank ayahuasca. And in this particular vision, he was shown how to call out this particular frog and how to um, collect the secretion from this frog, administer it to his, um, his village people, and it would cause them to purge uh, out this pathogen that they were suffering from. And when the vision was over, he, he woke up, and according to legend, the, the frog happened to be close by, and he brought it over to one of his people, and he administered, and he saved this whole village. And he was known around, um, around the Amazon for being this frog shaman healer and uh, word spread uh, around South America and, and Europe and all the parts of the world. And now people are, are using combo to, to um, heal all sorts of, uh, of maladies and conditions. It's really amazing. Yeah. That is so, I didn't know the background story of that. That's actually really cool that he had this ayahuasca trip and he like knew his vision to heal his entire town. Oh yeah. When I, right away when I heard that, I was just like, count me in. Yeah. And, and what, what excited me about combo is that once I had this experience, so after I did combo that first time, it was like, if I, I don't know how to describe this in any way, but it was almost like someone unzipped this version of myself that I call Lee and like put it on the floor next to me. And I could actually see that version of me being a version that was not serving me well. And it was almost like I, I got a complete sort of reset energetically. And I was so excited after that experience and even more excited when I found out that um, acupuncturists were using combo on um, acupuncture points and meridians. And this is central to what we do as an acupuncturist in Chinese medicine. We use needles to access uh, qi energy inside the body and they were actually applying combo on specific acupuncture points to enhance the effect of combo. So I was right. I was definitely on board. Once I heard that, I was like, yes, I'm doing that. So yeah, that, that's, that was kind of it in a nutshell. Are people like puking in acupuncture too, or it's just so minimal that it's not like it's a burn mark going in them? Oh yeah. No, I mean like it, it's, do people puke during acupuncture itself? Yeah, like when the combo is like mm, administered there or it's, Oh, it's for sure. No, no, no. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're almost always going to puke. I mean, that, that's really much how the medicine okay. uh, essentially works. You have to drink as you, as you know, you have to drink about two liters of water right. um, prior to taking that. And, you know, drinking two, two liters of water in itself is challenging. But once you get the water in, you know, we place the, the, the burn marks on the body and then we place the, uh, the medicine on the burn marks. And in a few minutes, you start to feel the body start to heat up. You start to get a little, it's almost like a, like a niacin flush if you've ever had that. You get warm, you get a little tingly, a little itchy, um, and then you start to feel the nausea come on. And what happens is um, you purge, uh, usually after um, a few minutes, and the first purge is usually most of the water. 
that, that you would drink. And so in some cases, we would have them drink a little more water and then sit with the medicine for another 10, 15 minutes. And then the second purge is really um, what we feel is where a lot of the deep healing comes in. And um, you'll start to see some really, really interesting colors of, of bile that come up. Um, <laughs> yellow, green, brown, black, I mean, all sorts of stuff. And typically the darker the color, uh, the, the deeper the, the, the detoxification of the system uh, is essentially. So, yeah, when I see brown and black, I'm like, woo! And they're like, oh my God, it's disgusting. I'm like, no, it's actually really good. So, so yeah, that, that, that's how that works in that capacity. Yeah, our lips, Alex's lips got all swollen too. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that happens in some cases. I, I think you guys remember uh, when I instructed you how to purge. It was really important that you try to sit up as straight as possible. It's easier said than done when this medicine takes over because it's so powerful. Sometimes you really just want to hunch over and and just lay down and crawl in a ball and be like, white flag it, like, just kill me. I'm just, uh, this is it. I mean, it's a really intense experience, as you guys know. Um, But uh, yeah, the the swelling of the the lips and sometimes of the face, we call it, we call it frog face sometimes, happens because the blood is rushing up so quickly um, that sometimes if you are hunched over, even for a little bit, the blood will rush uh, to the face. Um, and, you know, sometimes, well, you know, swollen lips are not, not, not the worst thing. So, you know, it's, uh, it's good for some people if they prefer that. But it does go away. It does go away. I love how when we did it the first time, we thought we needed, like, these, like, eight-gallon buckets from uh, Home Depot. I remember. I remember. <laughs> yes, the big orange buckets. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and it's like, yo, we're not going to puke that much. It's just a little vomit. <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed about about how how much overachievers you, you you all were at that moment. I was like, okay, I was like, they're ready. But I will say this: there, there was something. I think there was something energetically you put into because specifically, Alex. I remember you had a very powerful release. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was something. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked with over a hundred clients, but there's sometimes some people stick out. I was just like, Oh, this, she really needed that. Or he really needed that. So, so yeah, that was, that was particularly really, really good for you. So, and out of you as well, you had a great, great response. Well, I remember Alex, you, you had a pretty significant, uh, powerful purge. So that was, that was beautiful to see. It's funny. Yeah. It, it felt great afterwards. <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. During yeah. it, you're like, why are you like, I'm paying someone to do this to me? Like, yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, she was floating afterwards. She pulled up her shirt and showed me her battle wound. She goes, look what I just did. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm so jealous. And I think I texted (laughs) you that night. I'm like, can you come New Year's Day? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, perfect, which was like two days later. Um, (laughs) And you took a a train out or no, your car service out from the city and you did it with just me. And it was it was definitely a really amazing experience. And, you know, you did it. You came to both of our homes and you did it individually for us. Um, Alex did it with her ex fiance and her cousin at the time. I did mm-hmm. it by myself, but you know, I remember after that, we both felt like dead for the day. 
and then woke up the next day. Alex, you had a better the next day, the first time. The first time after I did it, I didn't feel that different, but you recommended us to a different lady the second time we did it. And Alex and I went went into the city together with the lady, Wendy. And that time it was very different for me. Like I felt clear. I I didn't feel so bad Mm -hmm. afterwards. But I didn't throw up the second time. Alex was like oh. projectile vomiting in a bucket. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the throwing up part is is not. It doesn't always have to happen. I mean, there are other ways um, to purge. Um, it, it, the medicine finds a way to go through you, detoxify, and it comes out of you in some way, shape, or form. So. Yeah. Um, you know, the, pur- the purging part doesn't happen. And you know, the reason I recommend, um, you know, d- to follow up and doing more is because like anything, you know, one session can get you some pretty powerful responses, but, um, d- doing, uh, several sessions of it over the course of a few weeks or a few months is, is what I would re- recommend, uh, when you're working with combo. Cause it does take, uh, you're, you're sort of breaking through, through layers of resistance and the medicine, you know, can, can accomplish a lot uh, in, in a short time, but it does need more time to break through. So good. I'm glad you work with Wendy. Wendy's phenomenal. She's amazing. And uh, I refer a lot of my uh, uh, clients to her as well. Now, you're she not- also didn't make us drink the water before. So maybe that's also part of the reason you didn't puke. I don't know. Oh, oh you didn't drink any water? We took No, I think we, she, we just had like a bottle of water, I think, right? Okay. She just made us do sips. You had us drink a, a fair amount, and then you gave us a yeah. lot of water afterwards with electrolytes in it. She said just do small sips. So that was the yeah. difference. I forgot about that. For sure, for sure. Yeah, there are different um, there are different approaches with combo. There are some tribes in South America which have you drink no water at all, and they they want you to, to allow the medicine just to kind of burn through the body in that way. My training um, was, you know, it was pretty standard through, you know, it was just like, okay, have them make sure they have about two liters of water inside them and then make sure they're hydrated afterwards. So, yes, the end, the end result is as, as long as you were safe and felt great after either one of them, that, that's the bottom line. So, good. I'm glad you continue to work with, uh, with Kabul because it is a very, very, very powerful medicine. I, I chose to stop um, offering it um, just for personal reasons. I, I felt that the combo training, um, which required me to do a enormous amount of combo medicine. Um, I felt like that was actually why I was drawn into the training. I, I enjoyed offering the medicine to people and, but I never felt like it was like I was a medicine carrier for it. And when I, I got COVID, um, right when COVID kind of first came on the scene and I actually had like a, I had like a little bit of like a, a vision or a vision slash like, moment of delirium but uh i just got a message that uh i was no longer to hold combo uh anymore and right away i woke up and i was like that's fine that that makes sense and so yeah so now i still recommend combo to a lot of people i just i myself just chose no longer to uh, carry the medicine what are you doing now are you just doing acupuncture or are you doing other yeah. forms <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm doing acupuncture i'm going to start some training to work with um sacred plant medicines um, I formulate some uh, some microdose medicines as well that I work with. Um, I'm getting into some uh, psychedelic integration coaching at some point. Uh, I'm really still very much an, uh, a lover and, and a believer in the power of, of plant medicines. I, I work with several groups um, throughout the year. Um, but yeah, I, I've been calling I've been called to work in, in other domains to continue to help people. But what I've what I've really love to do is I, I, I love to bring people into the world of sacred plant medicines and um, help them, 
integrates uh, that the new reality mixed with the, the reality that they that they once knew, um, and to help them sort of not get lost in between um, uh, those two levels of consciousness. And so, yeah, helping um, clients and patients uh, and coaching them in, in those uh, in those ways is really what excites me and lights up my heart. Do you do ayahuasca? Alex wants to do ayahuasca so badly. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, you know, that was my first uh, foray into the plant medicine world. It's a really amazing medicine. I personally recommend if you're going to do it, go to a, a facility that specializes in ayahuasca. There are plenty of uh, places around the world. Um, Rhythmia in Costa Rica is a great facility. I haven't been, but uh, several of my friends have been. Um, this Temple of the Way of Light is where I went in uh, Quito's Peru, which is amazing. Um, a lot of the, the ayahuasca that's done in the States that I know is, tends to be kind of like over like a weekend, which is fine. But you're really, you know, when I, when I was sat with the Shipibo tribe, I, I watched how they offer the medicine. And they, they put you through several um, sessions over the course of several days or several weeks. And, and as challenging, as intense as it is, it's designed to really have you uh, connect with the medicine. They also want you to do a very strict uh, diet about a month before you do ayahuasca, which like a schmuck, I chose not to follow and I paid a heavy price for it because my body wasn't prepped for, for the ayahuasca experience in a way. Meaning that like I, it wasn't sort of cleansed enough to allow the medicine to go in. And, and for the first couple of ceremonies, I, I got my ass kicked pretty hard. So, um, yeah, so I definitely recommend ayahuasca. If you're going to do it, um, I would really jump all in and, and do at least like four to five ceremonies at a, at a, a reputable place. And please, please follow the recommendations of that diet. That's one thing I recommend. Yeah. <laughs> what was your Ever. experience like on it? Like what kind of visions and stuff did you say? Oh, I mean, how long do we have for this podcast? I, some of these visions were uh, absolutely um, mind blowing. I'm, I'm a visual person. So, the fact that I was getting these visuals in ayahuasca was absolutely uh, life-changing. Um, okay, so I'll share one or two visions that I had, which I thought was really, really interesting. So my first, my second ceremony in um, when I was in Peru, um, we had the first ceremony, which was which was nice, it was gentle, but the second ceremony was was the medicine went in deeper. And so when we drank the medicine, we lay down. You're in this, you know. Um, Maloka, which is like a, you know, uh, like a, a temple, like a tent temple. It's, it's black for the most part. And there was like five shamans that were uh, going around for a group of 20 of us. And once we drank the medicine, you know, you lay down and uh, they start singing uh, these Icaros, these, these songs that they're trained to, um, to learn through working with the plant of ayahuasca. And they're singing and, and chanting and, and then about 30, 40 minutes in, the the vision starts to take place. And in almost every case, um, you start to see a lot of sacred geometry, geometric patterns. And it's really beautiful. It's like a light, it's almost like a light show in the sky. And you start watching it and you're like, oh, wow. But that's when you know the medicine is starting to take hold. And so the first vision I had, um, after the uh, pattern started to sort of dissipate a little bit, I started to see um, a, a group of bumblebees like cartoon-like bumblebees, like in front of me. And I, I, I go up to the bumblebees and again, in this vision and I'm like, Hey guys. And they look at me and they're like, Hey, and they're like all excited that I'm there. And they're like cheering and they're dancing. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Okay. But they're happy to see me. 
So I'm having a good time with these like cartoon animated bumblebees. And then all of a sudden, like one of the bumblebees was like, hey, uh, look at that bee. And I look at this bee and this bee is throwing up. No. And, and I'm like, right away I knew what this was about. And I'm like, oh, that's nice, you know. And I'm like, and and the other bee's like, hey, look at this bee. And the bee's like rubbing his stomach, and you could tell he's like queasy, and he starts to throw up. And I was like, okay, I was like, I get it. I was like, I am supposed to throw up. And they're like, yeah, and they start cheering like they like they acknowledge that I knew what they were talking about. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I get it. I'm like, I know this is about purging and releasing and throwing up. But I was like, is there any other way we could accomplish this without throwing up? Because I really don't like throwing up. And they're like, no, 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 you must throw up, you must throw up. And I'm like, I'm like trying to like bargain with these like cartoon animated bees. And they're like, we're inhabited. They're like, no, you must throw up. I'm like, okay, fine. And in my mind, when I said fine, I surrendered to the fact that I was going to be purging soon. And at that very moment, I felt like this, like eruption happening in like in my stomach where I was like, so nauseous and so queasy and all of a sudden almost projectile like vomit but I dove for this bucket which is next to me and I start purging and when you both decide to do ayahuasca at some point intuitively I feel like you will both do this there's nothing like hearing someone throw up on ayahuasca it is like they're throwing up like their intestines it is so (laughs) intense so I honestly like it's First time I ever heard it, like it scared the shit out of me hearing someone throw up on ayahuasca. So all of a sudden, here I am. I'm that person throwing up on ayahuasca, just like a, not even like a a gentleman, like a ugly throw up, like just like oh, like but everyone is throwing up at the same time. And so I'm purging, 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 and all of a sudden I feel this sensation of like this is going to be gross, a part of me, but like something like like a fishtail in my throat, and I start purging and I purge out what felt like this, it almost felt like I purged out like a fucking sea bass, right? And this thing just plops into the bucket. I'm like, what the fuck? And I open my eyes. And when you're on ayahuasca, like you're, you have vision, but it's very, very hazy. And so I look in this bucket and I was like, what the hell did I purge in this bucket? And I look up at this black face, like a, like a deep, like a demonic face with like black eyes black face and it was like I've never seen anything like this in my entire life like on in movies I have and I look at this thing and I got started I'm like what the fuck are you what am I allowed to curse by the way just, just yeah of course okay. you can say okay. whatever you I was want like, on here thanks I was like what the fuck are you and I look at this thing and it didn't say anything but it looked up at me and if it had thought bubbles the thought bubbles would be like fuck you <laughs> and it was basically like a an energy a, let's call it an entity attachment, a, an energetic thought form that I released. Um, and I felt this, whatever this demon was, get sucked down to the earth um, and, got, and, and was taken away. And at that very moment, I just felt like, like a thousand pounds was just like taken off like my shoulders. It was really, really an, an amazing, amazing thing. Now, do I think that I, I actually had an energetic entity attachment? I don't. I think that my mind showed me that as a, a way of translating to me that I released um, a storyline that I was telling myself about um, uh, depression and sadness and, and disconnection. And it showed me that through this dark energy being taken away. It was really mind-blowing, to say the least. I had multiple, multiple um, 
visions and ceremony and these ceremonies. And every single one of these times, it just it just showed me another aspect of what I was there to do to heal myself. Because I, I came there, I went there for for, for healing for me. Like I've been helping other people heal for for years, and I realized like you know like if, if the healer himself is not healing, there, there's no point in, in trying to help anyone else because it's just not going get to get you that far. So yeah, that was my experience. One of my experiences with that. That is so cool. Yeah, please let me know if you decide to do ayahuasca. Because I would love to guide you a little bit because when I did this, I kind of wish I, I started a little, uh, I don't know, I kind of wish I worked my way up to a little bit instead of like I threw myself right in deep. And again, it was amazing, but uh, I, I didn't. I wish I had a little more guidance and a little more prep to, to get there. So please reach out to me and any of your listeners, please put my email up if they have any questions. I'd love to, to help to ease that that transition into that experience. Well, aren't you yeah, absolutely? To, yeah, aren't you supposed to prep with combo before you do ayahuasca? It certainly helps. Okay. I mean, combo can definitely do some deep, deep clearing for you um, for that. And in many uh, ayahuasca um, traditions, sometimes they will offer combo first and then follow it up with ayahuasca and then San Pedro. I mean, there's just so many different uh, approaches that, that a lot of these people use. Um, so should you, I would recommend it uh, ideally. You know, it really is a good, uh, it's a good prep for that. But there's a lot of other ways you can prep for ayahuasca as well. My question is, so I don't know if you remember, but I am sober, so I'm in sobriety. Uh -huh. So that's why the combo yeah. was perfect for me. Alex is definitely going to do ayahuasca at some point in her life. Uh -huh. We know this. She is so gung-ho about it. Al, I will go with you to Peru. I will sit there and uh -huh. drink. Her moral support. I will uh -huh. watch you throw up demons in a bucket and dry heave and hold your hair back. But I don't uh -huh. know for me anything with like DMT in it or anything like that. That makes mm -hmm. me a little bit nervous just because of my sobriety and even microdosing. Mm. Like I know a lot of people, I remember you even saying like, or somebody was saying that microdosing is good for sobriety because it clears the paths but i don't know if that's so good for me what other things mm -hmm. do you recommend for somebody maybe in sobriety or something like that yeah i mean i i do feel um i work i met a lot of people throughout these planets who who were going through um different um levels of addiction and have had great results with using some of these plant medicines to break those addiction patterns you know, the whole thing with sobriety, you know, and what I learned with ayahuasca is that, you know, we're, humans are great at telling stories. And, you know, and I told many stories throughout my life, and I'm still telling them. Uh, and one of the stories was that I was depressed and disconnected. Uh, and I was shown through the wisdom of the plants that that was kind of a story that I was choosing to um, continue to tell. And if I wanted to continue, great. If I wanted to choose something else, I could. I feel like, um, and I say this with love, I feel that the concept of sobriety is also another aspect of a story okay. that we tell ourselves and that, you know, that, that you'll always be addicted to, to something. And, 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 you know, and there's, there's that, that energy around that. Uh, I, I do feel like, um, you'll get incredible benefit, um, from working with some of these plants. Iboga is a, another plant that has great, great success, um, with helping people kick, uh, addictions, particularly heroin addiction, a lot of a lot of heroin addicts have gotten great results with that. So yeah, so I would, uh, and we can we can talk, you know, privately about about some ideas with that. They're also offering now ketamine, um, which is uh, uh, being it's it's legalized now. Ketamine infusions, 
Is it uh, really? Which helping people. Yeah, can you believe that? I know. It's uh, now doctors are, are allowed to use it in certain states, particularly in New York. So there's a space in Manhattan that uh, that offers that. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of help um, um, through that for sure. That is so. I've never had a good experience on that, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was doing it the right way. Well, yeah, that, you, that's that's a good point. I mean, like, so you know, a, a lot of these medicines, um, if if it's brought into the right set and setting, and it's brought with the right intention and the right dose, it can be incredibly medicinal or, or depending on where it, it could be incredibly toxic. It really depends on the intention and the energy you put behind it. So I was actually shocked when I heard about ketamine because I grew up, you know, when, you know, we were, when everyone was you know, doing K and whatnot and, and, and getting, you know, having different experiences with it. And now I was like, oh, they're actually using it for therapeutic reasons. And, uh, and I really just was uh, pretty eye-opening. Even like shrooms and everything now. My brother does that for microdosing. He's a musician. And, you know, back in mm-hmm. the day, it was like, yo, let's do shrooms and get fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. people use it like my brother does small amounts, maybe on weekends or something, when he writes music. Yeah. He believes yeah. it helps him bring him to a higher artistic um you know, vision for himself and it helps the music flow better. And, and it's, again, it's yeah. small amounts that he does with that stuff to open up yeah. his mind. For sure. For sure. Um, I, myself, um, I actually make my own microdoses. I, I created something to, um, to help me, um, raise my consciousness and, and raise my energy levels, uh, energetically in certain spaces. And I've had great success with it. So I'm a big fan of microdosing. There's a lot of studies coming out that are, are talking about the benefits of it. Paul Stamets is a, a mushroom expert. He was on Joe Rogan a couple of times. There's you could YouTube uh, him. He talks about the benefits of um, microdosing uh, psilocybin. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really <clears throat> mushroom uh, are, are amazing, amazing plant teachers, and if used in in the right context, can be incredibly healing and uh, and, and and open a lot of perspective. And so when you say your brother, you know. Uh, writes better music or it feels more artistically expanded that doesn't surprise me at all it, it could be used to really bring a lot of expansion in that area i feel like i wouldn't mind microdosing i feel like dmt and stuff is a lot almost because it's not natural but like i feel like i would possibly microdose at some point just to like open up my eyes because it's it, it's censored it's not censored i can't say it's censored but it's in smaller doses you're not going to mm-hmm. trip balls off of it i remember there was this time right. where i was on shrooms and you know the shower curtain came alive and clowns popped yeah. out at me and like that mm-hmm. shit's not going to happen when you're doing that yeah no definitely not definitely not you, you you'll have a much different experience the way i describe it it's almost like i, I say this kind of jokingly but it kind of feels this way when i'm on microdoses um I feel like when, I, especially when I work in the city, like I'm walking the sidewalk and I feel like I'm walking like floating like two inches above the sidewalk the whole time. It's like, it's like a gentle, like I'm still there. I'm still conscious of everything, uh, but I'm far less reactive to, to negative stimuli. Um, I have much more clarity. Um, I, I just feel like I, I operate better. That being said, um, in my, in my work with plant medicine, I, I really do believe I've gotten this in visions. I've, I've spoken to a lot of people who have worked with plant medicine for years is that um, these plants want to, the, the wisdom of the plants wants to bring you to a space of awareness, helping you to remember essentially who and what you are and, and what it's like to feel connected um, to your mind and to your heart. But 
But over time, these plants do not want you to become reliant on them to remind you of this. They, they really just kind of like bringing some awareness to you and just want you to kind of be like, oh, wow, now I know uh, how to connect to that space. Now I can do that on my own. This is kind of where I have a little bit of a challenge with a lot of cannabis uh, users. Yeah. It's because I feel like I know a lot of cannabis users who rely on cannabis every single day, um, sometimes multiple times a day. And, you know, for some people that, that works just fine. But um, they always say that in some, in some cases the cannabis starts to work uh, for you in the beginning and then over, over time you start to work for it. And um, I truly believe, like I said, like, the plant wisdom is there like, hey, I'm showing you uh, a, a reality that you already know, that, that's already there. It's just helping you remember, please do not continue to, to come for me for, for this guidance because I'm going to start to turn on you. And I've seen it happen a lot with um, people in the plant medicine world, particularly cannabis users. Nothing against the plant, but it, it seems that people are relying too much on this um, uh, to make them feel calm or less anxious or whatnot, but it becomes like a crutch, you know. So that's just kind of my, my personal perspective on, on some of the perspectives around plants. I will say this, one of the most powerful visions I've had on ayahuasca um, in this vision, the spirit of this plant, which uh, it's really amazing when you have the experience because the, the spirit of the plant shows up like a like a, a beautiful serpent. I know those two words don't seem to go together, but like it's a beautiful like like uh, snake sort of energy. And it's female um, and lovely. And it comes to you and, and it gives you guidance. In this particular vision, this uh, the spirit of the plant gave me a cup of ayahuasca. Now, the taste of ayahuasca is probably one of the most disgusting things you will ever taste in your entire life. Really? Gross. Gross. Just gross. I mean, absolutely disgusting. Um, and in the vision, I was given this cup and I drank this cup, again, in, in my, in my uh, hallucination. And my whole body, like physical as well as like energetic, just like went into like a mini like convulsion. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, that is disgusting. I'm like, why did you give me that? And she said, and this was the vision that I had, she said, um, you've come to me a lot this past year. I did about 12 um, ceremonies over the course of a year. Of ayahuasca. Um, wow. Of ayahuasca. Yeah, I did five in Peru and I did seven back um, in the States. That's a and lot. And she said, a lot. And that's exactly what she said. She goes, you keep coming to me for guidance. I keep showing you what to do and you keep coming to me again and you're not applying the principles that I'm, that I'm offering you. And she's like, I don't want you to come back until you start to work with what I showed you. And I haven't touched it since I never, I went back. I, I never felt the call to go back. If I did, I would. Yeah. It's an amazing experience. But I realized that I had to integrate what, the wisdom that was being shown to me uh, to, to heal and to, to evolve, I was not putting it into practice. I kept going back, like ringing the doorbell, like, what's next? What's next? And she's like, dummy. She's like, I, I gave you 12 masterful lessons. What are you doing? That? And I'm like, uh, you're right. And that was, that was my lesson with that. So, Yeah, that's a lot. Most people do it once or twice and they're like, I'm a new person. But yeah, 12 years is a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It depends on what you're going for. I mean, like I I really had a lot of questions around why I was feeling uh, disconnected and depressed. And again, I was in the healing professions. I was helping other people feel good, but I could not find a way to really feel good for myself. And, you know, through this work with these, the plant medicine, it was showing me that I was, you know, creating uh, stories around um, 
this version of myself that was not serving any in me any longer and instructed me on how to how to break free from those patterns. And uh, it was life changing. That's been life changing. Yeah. You, know, you almost feel like a hypocrite too, because you're the one helping people and then guiding mm -hmm. them, but you're you know, you don't feel so okay yourself, I bet. I mean, I don't know if that's what you yeah. think, but it, it's most likely it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's the plight of the wounded healer. You know, like we're good at helping others, but when yeah. it comes to helping ourselves, we, we sometimes get stuck. And that being said, also, um, helping people heal uh, was also a big part of my healing. So I, I was grateful to, to find that. But I also noticed that it came to a point where I was helping people heal so much. I was actually, I was unconsciously distracting myself from wanting to heal myself. I, my ego was saying like, oh, I'm, I'm good at helping people heal. I'm, this is what I'm here to do. But uh, I wasn't really paying enough attention to my own self-healing and I wasn't living uh, in balance with that. And it came to a point where I was like, okay, I, I can't go on any further feeling this way. I have to do something significant. And I was drawn to the Amazon and that's, that's, that's the story. So my, I have two questions and then I don't know if sure. Alex has any questions. How did you get the combo to here? Do they just ship it to you? Do you, you keep connected with somebody over in the Amazon? I'm assuming because you don't just buy it. Online. Yeah on like, you know, eBay or whatever. Well, yes, yeah, some people actually are buying it on eBay. And this is a little disclaimer. Uh, and they're learning how to do it by watching YouTube and getting into all sorts of trouble. So I would just put that out there to you guys and the listeners, please do not attempt to do this at home. Yeah, uh, yeah probably not the best idea. I always wanted to say that, by the way. Anyway, so yeah, so you, <laughs> I, I, I got trained from this organization called the International Association for Combo Practitioners. Yeah, they're based out of um, England, and they work specifically with this tribe, the Matsi tribe in um, Brazil. And the reason that they work specifically with this tribe is because the way in which this medicine is collected, um, because it's become you know like a, a pretty popular thing in the last several years. Um, sometimes uh, some of these tribes are not collecting the medicine in in, in, a, in appropriate ways, and the frogs are being hurt in the process. And um, they always say that, you know, if you do receive medicine combo from a frog that has been hurt or tortured, that it affects the energy of the medicine. And I can't speak to that directly because I've only gotten my medicine from uh, my organization. Um, but I do believe that in my heart that, that that's something that could happen. So, yeah, so I, I would definitely recommend um, if, you're, if you're working with a combo practitioner, uh, you can search out the, the database, IAKP.com. And Wendy is also uh, a part of that as well. And she's phenomenal. She's in Manhattan. Um, and yeah, so that, that's a really important part of how it's, how it's harvested and it's done ethically. And uh, if it's done correctly, the, the frog is not harmed at all. Yeah, that's so cool that you can get that from there. Um, my yeah. other question was, have you ever worked with somebody that you were like, oh my God, cause you go to people's houses, you know, mine and Alex's, yeah. you came to us on a, on a yeah. whim, never meeting us before. Have you ever gone to somebody's house where you're like, whoa, this is like not okay. I'm not here for a good reason. Like, and you never administered it to somebody or you were just like, I'm doing this and I'm getting the hell out of here and I'm never talking to this person again. Yeah. Well, there's been, there, yeah. So there, there has been several people that have reached out to me. For combo, and one of the contraindications for combo, if someone has any sort of um, psycho-emotional condition, you know, um, like a severe one, uh, that you have to be careful. There are some contraindications with this medicine. Uh, intuitively, I felt that there were some people that came to me, and I was just like, um, 
I think this medicine will be good for you at some point, just not now. And I would, I would refer them to um, other practitioners or other plant medicine facilitators. I've had a couple of um, really intense experiences with clients. I had this one man, a really sweet gentleman in his fifties. He was a, um, he was a wall street, uh, a trader for many, many years. He caught Lyme disease and um, it really ravaged his body. And uh, he, he reached out to me um, because he moved to New Jersey. He was living out of this like one bedroom apartment. Like he basically was like broken, like like destitute, and on all sorts of medications and, and different things. And I walked into the house, and I, I I've never seen, I've never felt energetically a house. I felt it was such sick, heavy energy in the space. He was a, a wonderful man, but um, the sickness like ravaged the system. And when he came to me for combo um he he said to me he's like you know i can't um i can't sit still so when we do combo he goes i have to walk around my living room to do this and i'm like what do you mean you have to walk he goes if i sit still he goes my body starts to go into convulsions and i'm like whoa okay so oh basically yeah still to this day i i i I know I did the right thing because he got benefit from it. I worked on him a few times, and it was the only thing that was helping him to get out of pain. But I basically administered the combo to him and followed him around with a bucket while he was walking and, pur- and purging in a circle. And it was it was really heartbreaking. And the guy had no money. He had he had no you know uh, medical help for there. And I was like, let's just see if this can help, and it did. Um, but I just uh, you know I wasn't able to, to offer more than a few sessions, and, and that was that. So. Yeah, I've had some pretty uh, intense, intense things. Lions um, is no take, joke. No joke. I mean, this one, this he got it so bad. I mean, you know, some people really get decimated with it. So, you know, that was that was his story. But yeah, there've been people who come to me, and like I said, you know, I just was like, mm, energetically, it's just not. And I've had people get angry. They're like, "What do you mean? What's wrong with me?" I'm like, "No, nothing. I just, you know, I feel like it's just not for you at this moment." And, um, you know, it became a problem for some people. <laughs> they got, they took offense to it, but I was like, I just feel like it's not right at this, at this time. So I had a, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the psychic almost turned me down one time. I was wearing some court, mm-hmm. kind of scent and she was like, uh-huh. I don't think we could do this session today. And I got offended. I was like, no, please take me. And she goes, what is yep. that smell? And I was like, oh, it's my hand cream. She goes, oh, okay, now we can do it. I was like, yo, <laughs> like you're whack. But it is, it's almost yeah. like offensive. Like you're like, no, like I really want this, but I understand where you're coming from where energetically, like you yeah. just don't think it's the right fit for some people. It's just not right. what they need at that moment. Yeah, and in every one of those cases, I put them in touch with someone that I felt would be a better fit for them at that moment and you know and i just again if i administered combo to them it would have put them in a worse off uh position and i i just had to make that that, that judgment call yeah no that's amazing alex what yeah. uh, what questions do you have al i have two questions sure. one do you mind telling the story that you told me about the incubus oh god <laughs> you don't have to if you don't sure, want to sure. yeah on my last ceremony uh, in Peru um, at this point I was so my mind was so blown in so many ways with all of the visions I saw and uh, at this point I was like really like I wouldn't say traumatized but like I, I was like I was glad it was my last ceremony because I really had to piece a lot of things together it was, it was some of it was really beautiful and very light other parts were like really dark and I didn't know how to like process that and so my last ceremony I 
I felt like I, there was so much of this uh, of the ayahuasca medicine in me already that when I went to uh, walk up and get my cup of ayahuasca, I actually brought a bucket with me because I was like, I think I'm going to throw this up right away. And I ended up getting it down. I didn't throw it up, but it felt like I was just ready to go. And once this vision took place, it was it was just it was amazing and and dark and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then towards the end of it, I I like was laying on my back and I like opened my eyes. I felt like someone on top of me, and I thought it was like one of the shamans. And it wasn't, but it was this it was this female. Um, uh, like a, like a demon type energy and she was having sex with me <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, I was just like, well, I could, now I've seen it all during this week. I was like, you know, mission complete. And, and then she, I was just having that experience. I'm just like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to make sure to remember this when I get back. And I, when I looked back on what that is, I, I know there's this concept of like incubus and succubus and, and male and, and female demonic energies that will actually rape people and and so that was my experience with with this particular female uh entity i felt like it was uh, energetically trying to have its way with me um and so not to scare people off from the ayahuasca experience that that's not common from what i understand um but energetically there was something that 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 took place yeah and so yes that was my experience of like Glad you remember that story. I, I yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I'm like oh yeah, I'm having nightmares tonight. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah it was, <laughs> it was, um, and so yeah, that was one of my experiences. <laughs> what was the? And other? then my other question is, yeah, um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but is it bufo or something? Oh, yeah. another yeah. frog. Yeah, bufo. Have bufo. you ever done that or? I have I've done it twice. Uh, Bufo alvarius, it's 5-MeO-DMT. This is a, a Sonoran desert toad. So combos a frog. This is a toad. And um, they, uh, in the, uh, the glands of this toad, um, there is a uh, secretion uh, that is the, the, the most powerful form of DMT, which is called 5-MeO-DMT. Um, and they express the glands of this toad they dry it onto a, a glass and then you smoke it like in a crack pipe. I mean, just smoke it. And, um, you, it's, it is such an intensely beautiful, powerful experience. You can, you dissolve completely into nothingness. You have like no sense of your body or anything. It's like an ego death. Um, it's a beautiful experience. Um, it's, it's like a rocket ship up to like, you know, oneness consciousness and then you come back and then you you piece all of that together it's beautiful i have um a couple facilitators that that i know that i can put you in touch with if you have desire to work with it i i recommend it heavily my girlfriend um genevieve had the experience once and she had an incredible um healing i mean so much trauma was cleared from her physical body it was it was unbelievable to watch so i'm a big big fan of this medicine uh to be experienced but it just when you do it, make sure you do it with someone who is qualified to, to offer it. Right. Me and Addie aren't going to do it in the living room later. <laughs> yeah. No. A lot of these medicines. I mean, I really, you know, having someone guide you is is, is really helpful to, uh, to, to 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 work with. 
I was afraid to do that because one of the guys, we were like going to do it and I work so many days that I have to go back to work the next day. And there was one guy that you put us in touch with him actually. We were in a group chat with him, you, me, and the other guy. And he was like, he was in the Hamptons for a little bit doing it. And he's like, uh-huh. oh no, I would do it on a vacation week because you might want to get up and like quit your job. Some people just uh-huh. like leave uh-huh. everything that they have in life, that the uh-huh. money that they're making and they go do something mm-hmm. completely different. Maybe because they were, oh, you yeah. know, they could be making $2 million a year, but they're unsatisfied and it doesn't fulfill their life. So they just like get up and quit it after Bufo. So I'm like, That's yo, so I can't true. go back to work right after that. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. Like they, they even said it when we were over in, in Peru, they were like, "All right, listen. Um, when you get back to the states or where we came from, uh, please do not quit your job, uh, divorce your spouse, um, move. I mean, like because so many things get brought up um, in, in so many different ways, and just like, well, like wow, like this relationship's no longer serving me, or this job is no longer serving me, and sometimes people make pretty rash decisions." And, and sometimes it's not always in the best, uh, uh, sort of space to do that. And, and so they were, we were all advised like, okay, just let, let it settle in before you're making any drastic, drastic decisions. So. Yeah. Yeah. I could see myself moving to an Island like the next week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cause your your whole, yeah. I mean, your, your, your whole world changes and, you know, and you're like, wow, like you, you really start to see like, uh, how you can be operating in a way that is more supportive. And some people are just like, wow, I just, I don't, I don't like where I'm working. I don't like this person that I'm with. And, um, and so, you know, it's all part of it, but you know, it's, it's, it's important to take it step by step. So for a beginner, where do you suggest them that's looking to get into plant medicine? Do you suggest them maybe going to combo? Like I doubt Bufo is the first thing that you suggest somebody to do, you know, yeah. that's, that's heavy. <laughs> Right. I mean, I would say uh, a microdosing okay. uh, psilocybin or an LSD for some people is, is beneficial. That's a gentle approach to, to work with that. Um, yeah, uh, it, 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 it's so dependent upon on what people need at, at that moment. I would say Bufo, even though it's a, a, a powerful experience, um, I, I do recommend it for, for a lot of people, beginners or not. Okay. Um, ayahuasca also, you know, again, the, the, it really depends on what, what you're called to, but I mean, you guys went through combo. I mean, combo is a beautiful medicine, but it's an ass kicker. I mean, it really just beats you up for 30, 40 minutes, you know? And so if you could get through that physically, um, most people have enough strength mentally and, and energetically to go through these other plant medicine experiences as well. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got, trust me, I, I don't know you both well, but I got to meet you and, and tap into your energy. You're both fine. Like you'll, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll, you'll have great experience with it. Like I said, let me just put you in touch with some um, people that I feel would, would, you know, take you in, in, into gentle steps up in that direction. Alex, yeah, what are we absolutely. doing next? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me I'm game for anything. You know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yep, Lee, tell yep. everybody where they can find you and reach out if they have any questions. Like you said that you would give the email um, and put people in touch with other plant medicines or acupuncture sure. or anything like that. Yeah, I have a website. Uh, it's called LeeSchwalbHealing.com. Schwalb, S-C-H-W-A-L-B as a boy. Healing. Uh, I work, I practice acupuncture, energy medicine two days a week in Manhattan, in Midtown. Um, my, e- my email is on the website as well, so you can touch me and connect to there. 
Um, and yeah, I love to, like I said, I love to just help people guide them in, in directions of, of self-awareness and, and expanding of consciousness. And it's, it's something that I, I get great joy in doing. And I thank both you ladies for, for reaching out to me after a couple of years and, and reconnecting. And, uh, I'm excited to, uh, see what's what's opening up for both of you going forward me too and if you yeah ever... thanks so much for doing this amazing my pleasure if you ever get into my combo pleasure. again let us know too because we loved your style of everything we love wendy too don't get us wrong but we definitely oh, sure. you know you are our first so keep us posted with anything that you do we would love to be in touch with different types of plant medicine and you know alex and i are definitely going to be in touch with other things moving forward sounds great i look forward to it ladies thank, thank you so much you, Lee, pleasure. so much thank you we really appreciated your call have a great day be well. Enjoy. Bye. Too. Bye. Guys, that was amazing. I so loved you... hearing about him. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> me too. No, no, it's fine. No, no, me too. Because I'm so into that stuff. I mean, so are you. So it's like so nice to hear it. And he explained what combo is a lot more eloquently than I did. Oh, we were like, yeah. And this fucking chick was dancing in front of us. And we puked in a bucket. And like... <laughs> <laughs> And then she gave us these fucking eye drops that made us blind. So we're like not the people to go to listen to when you ever want to hear about something. We just like brutalize everything. Well, that's why we had to get him on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody could professionally explain it, not like a bunch of fucking bimbos. Uh, no that was really good so if anybody has any um questions with him he gave you guys the email address and we're going to post it up on the instagram all right guys before we close out confession confession corner Corner. (laughs) okay first confession i stole all my landlord's signs so he couldn't find a new tenant and had to stick with me for another year in hindsight it was a genius play Never cleaned the house. Always cooked a ton of garlic right before he had people over to look at the place. I guess those people were from online. No one wanted it. It was either me or no one, bucko. I got kind of scared. He was going to find the signs. So I cut them up into tiny pieces and threw them out in someone else's garbage. Yo, that is fucking funny, actually. That's what we would do. <laughs> like, sucks to suck, fuck face. You can't get anybody else in here. <laughs> Like what in Step Brothers when they were trying to sell the house and they yes. didn't want them to, so they were like saying there was like a dying of asbestos and stuff. <laughs> my brothers wanted to do that when my parents were selling their house. My parents are like, "Don't you fucking dare!" <laughs> <laughs> I could see them doing that too. That's oh why God, they're such dickholes. All right, guys. Next confession. I look at pics videos of Harry Styles when my boyfriend sleeps in late because I feel too guilty doing it while he's awake and around the house. There I said it. I have a slight crush on Harry Styles and my algorithm knows it. All those little snippets are straight eye candy and I only indulge while my boyfriend is sleeping in. My phone just knows because I'm the wait. My phone just knows because in the afternoon it's back to cats. I'm aware that I shouldn't feel guilty for having your crush on a celebrity, but I do. <laughs> Yo, calm down. It's not that serious. I have Jax Teller. How many phone pictures background do you look at in one sitting? Of Harry Styles. Yeah. I just don't well, see it in Harry Styles, honestly. He ain't my type, but a lot of people aren't my type. So there you go. Yeah, I hear that too. <laughs> All right, guys. Um... So, yeah, I hope the audio was fine. Next week, Alex and I will be back to our regular schedule together. Oh, my God. Guess who's next week? 
Dare I say it? You can say it. Claude. Claude is back. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be episode 60 next week. So we're going to have Claude on. Tune in next week. Um, guys, again, if anybody wants to go and get in touch with Lee Schwab, you can go and look on our Instagram. Our Instagram, those fuck faces took us down. We spoke about this last week, so it's not disappointed but not surprised anymore. It's DBNS period podcast. Um, and then our Facebook is shut down for now. <laughs> and then our TikTok and our Twitter is podcast DBNS. So I thought we were getting everything on track with our social media. And then all of a sudden we got fucking banned from everything for bullying, but it wasn't even bullying. It was people screenshotted conversations of them being like, Hey, do you want me to talk about my Willie and go on your podcast? But I guess apparently Instagram <laughs> doesn't like that. So Fuck you, Instagram. Fuck you, fucking Facebook. <laughs> Disappointed but not surprised. Our life. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised.